I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs, a gal and a gay podcast with Kitty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And Nick. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about me? You're not in it. Those bitches. Welcome to episode 196 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. I am Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thank you for joining us. And today we are talking about our first virtual film festival. Uh, and this year it is the Kansas City Film Fest International 2021. And because we're still living in a pandemic, right. it is, it's virtual. It's all online this year, which... No matter where you're listening from, you can actually take part and watch some of these films um, that 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 made it into this. Yeah, film there's fest. also Q and A's. I do with a lot of the filmmakers, so you know, there's uh, there's all kinds of stuff you can do, which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like we've gone to the film festival in person numerous times. It's always a fun time, but you know, it's uh, you know, in this day and age, I'm glad we can do it online when um, you know, when otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to. So. Absolutely, and the 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 passes start as as afford as cheap as fifteen dollars. That's the 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 unlimited films, online events, pre recorded content. That started at fifteen dollars, which is pretty cool, and it goes all the way up to the VIP pass for thirty five dollars, and that includes a ticket, your online ticket to a VIP filmmakers lounge. Oh, that's pretty cool. And a lounge yeah. kit that comes with popcorn and ice cream and all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> and and we know the, the people who put this uh, show on and they always, every year, doing a fantastic job. And even though it's virtual, it's still one of those uh, film fests that you, you don't want to miss. Yeah, and it's definitely, you know, film fests are a lot of fun because you get to see a lot of different types of films. And a lot of them are from independents and small film filmmakers. And it's, you know, it's it's a true, truly art most of the time. So, you know, it's just it's just fun to see it. So absolutely. And a lot of times people think that they don't have as much time to watch the thing, even if it's virtual. And the the films range from full-length feature to even short films. Right, exactly. And we're talking short as in like 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, and there's a lot of those. And we talked to um, a man behind one of the short films that are premiering at Casey uh, Film Festival. Yeah, I got a chance to talk with uh, the director of a short called Recipiphany, and his name is Eric Clockley. All right, Eric, thanks for joining me today from St. Louis, just, yeah, uh, just St. Louis, across Missouri. the state. Yeah, just right down the road. <laughs> okay, Eric, so let's talk a little bit about your short, which is called Recipiphany. So tell yeah, me a so little bit about how that started. Yeah, so uh, it's called Recipiphany. It's uh, based on a true story. Um, it stars Robin Kaufman from Chicago Fire. Um, it's about this uh, chef who beat cancer uh, by changing her diet. 
And she wanted to help other people try to live healthier lives by, you know, eating good food. But like a lot of entrepreneurs, she really struggled with her business right in the beginning. And she was, uh, as she says, uh, close to giving up. And so this amazing twist of fate happened that um, is one of the things that she said kind of gave her the hope to press on and feel like what she was doing mattered. And so that's the story that we focus on in the film. So how did you find her story? You know, it's, it's like anything else. Like I heard this, I think stories like this kind of travel a little bit. And a friend of mine had told me the story. And as soon as I heard, I was like, this would make a great short film because you're always looking for a little bit of like, uh, uh, this isn't what you really thought it was going to be in a short film. And so then I met with Ashley and I was like, hey, um, would you ever be interested in telling this story? And like right away, she was like, this, this is, I'm totally in. But then cut to like several years later and trying to get the film made several times and moving for the production from St. Louis to Chicago. And, you know, we finally were able to make the film, which in a way, like looking back on it, it's kind of like form follows function. Like the, the story of making the movie was kind of just as much of a struggle as, you know, the, the, the story that the movie is about. And so I think that kind of works out well in the end. So when, I know that you started submitting it to film festivals about the time the pandemic started, but yeah. when did you guys actually film it? So we filmed, uh, we filmed the summer right before the pandemic. It was in post-production um, that whole summer. Um, and then we had it all done. Um, you know, everybody's trying to, to make the deadline for Sundance. So I think that was the first festival that we submitted to. And then, you know, right after that is when the pandemic starts ramping up. Um, and so we were just sort of like, okay, wh what do you do when like festivals are being canceled, festivals are being postponed, people are going online. And so it was, and I'm sure, you know, every other filmmaker went through this sort of process. And so it was just sort of like, what do you do with the, with the project? And um, after a while, I think we just got to the place of like, let's get the film out there. Let's have audiences see it. It's got an inspirational message that hopefully people will appreciate in this time. And I, I think that's been the case. So that's really nice. So what have you been hearing from the, the people who have actually seen it? You know, I, I think people are looking for stories that are inspirational. Um, and I, that's kind of the reaction that people have that, you know, life, especially now is a, is a, is a bit of a struggle or can be. And, you know, we have to look for those moments where it, that give us hope and give us inspiration and give us the like, you know, chutzpah to, to like keep going and carry on. And, you know, that's been nice because that's kind of what I was hoping for, for the film. And also I think just, just looking at the story and, you know, you're talking about, you know, you recreated the, the recipe and then the, she had an epiphany, but I think a lot of people might feel like they've, they've been in that situation where if right. they really weren't paying attention, right. They would have completely missed out on an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's uh, as I was trying to, you, you always try to come up with a, like a tagline and a title for the film that is going to help people understand what they're in for when they sit down to watch it. And, you know, that's why I started playing around with this idea, do the little things that we do matter. And, you know, there are so many, I read this news story where they were saying like, you know, 
just be aware that the person standing next to you in line might just be struggling hard to hold it together. And so like, you know, just the smallest thing of like, you know, a compliment or a smile or whatever it may be, maybe just the thing that they need to like get through Tuesday, you know what I mean? And so uh, to your point, there are often so many things that, you know, I think we overlook uh, in life in terms of like opportunities and, and what have you. Uh, so I, I appreciate you, you picking up on that in the, in the film. Let's talk a little bit about casting. How did you go about casting? Because if, if she's doing the Chicago Fire, obviously they only have a, a short period uh, of time. Yeah. And the resemblance is incredible. It's uncanny. I mean, so I, I have to say, like, so we were, I think we, like, we were like three weeks away from filming in St. Louis and the production fell through. And, um, you know, I just got this opportunity to shoot at this amazing location in Chicago, which was featured in the Untouchables part of it, which is great. Um, and, uh, my producer, uh, on the project, he's from St. Louis, but he works in Chicago now. And so I was like, maybe we can just move this whole thing up to Chicago. And so we worked with this great casting director, um, out of Chicago, Sarah Clark. And, you know, we talked about the, the, the lead role because it, the movie really rises or falls on, on that performance. And I was like, you know, it'd be really great to get some name talent. And she was like, oh, really? Like, who would you like to get? And I was like, well, you know, somebody like Robin Coffin, because to your point, like she's a dead ringer almost <laughs> for Ashley. Um, and she came into the audition, which I was shocked by, and she just killed it. And like from that moment on, I was just, it was clear, like there was nobody else who could play this role. And if, if there's, if, if people come to see the movie for no other reason, like she does, an extraordinary job, just an amazing performance um, from beginning to end. Like, it's just, it's amazing. And it was one of those situations as a director where you're just like, I'm just going to go ahead and just stand aside and let you do what you need to do. And we're going to just roll the camera. So yeah, it was, it was our own lucky twist of fate. So that was fantastic. Well, and there are a lot of scenes where it's just her. Yeah. Yeah, and we worked with, uh, we were also fortunate to have a really great uh, cinematographer, uh, Piero, and, you know, we, we decided early on we were going to have a handheld approach and it make it really intimate. Um, we didn't really storyboard the shoot in advance. Um, we sort of let the actors determine where they were going to go and let the camera follow the action and push in for those emotional moments because it, it really is a character-driven piece. Um, and Piero just did it, like, he's, you know, he's from the European style, so he can just use available light, follow the action, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And, but he just makes every frame beautiful. Um, and so we were just able to let the actors do what they needed to do. And it just, uh, I think it really paid dividends in the end. So how difficult was that for editing? How much kind of ended up on the, especially for a short, I mean, how much really ended up on the cutting room floor? Um, not a lot, uh, because I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. Like I had a vision, um, and we just covered everything, you know, in, in multiple different ways. Um, and then in a way it was a little bit of an embarrassment of riches, you know, you know, in terms of like, which great take do you, do you end up with? Um, but, you know, 
I also knew that we had a really tight schedule. And so we couldn't, you know, spend days on particular scenes. I knew what the ins and outs were going to be. And we just sort of played within that um, for the final edit. So you're talking about the tight time frame. How long did it take for shooting? We shot it in a long day. In one day? Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a very long day, though. So, <laughs> oh my God. And so this gets back to, uh, this gets back to um, the benefit of the location. Like, in that, we that, that whole movie takes place in, like, one spot. Um, and we had to go, uh, there's, one, there's one location that, that plays at a gas station at the very end of the movie. And, like, we took a light crew, like, a few blocks down the road and shot while the gas station was live. Like people are honking, people are yelling at the camera and like, God bless the actors. Like they just like hung in there and like, you know, but in a way it kind of added to the flavor of the film. And so it, it ended up working out. Like we had like one pump closed off, but outside of that, like people were just like going around the entire shoot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was one long day and the, everybody were, were really great and troopers. And um, yeah, so, we had to move. So I knew we couldn't spend like days getting a one or coverage or things like that. So, yeah. So what do you want audiences here in Kansas city um, to know before, you know, before they go in and, and watch the uh, unwatch your short, you know, I think, um, I think it'd be valuable for them to know it's an inspirational story. I think it'd be valuable to know that it's a true story about somebody who, has really struggled to try to do good things in the world. And, you know, for a long time, it didn't work out for her, but she just kept at it. Um, you know, and now she's like a nationally sought after, you know, healthy eating coach and consultant. Um, and the other thing I would say is like, you're in for one heck of a performance. Like it's she, Robin does just an extraordinary job. You know, she is enormously talented. and even though this is a short, like it is a, you know, complete performance from beginning to end. And she sells it from, from moment to moment. Were you able to experience Ashley watching the film for the first time? No, we just had to move, 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 move on set. She saw a couple of things. Um, but like I did all of the um, edit and everything remotely. Uh, my editor lives in Chicago as well. Uh, the film was finished in Chicago, uh, color, you know, post sound audio. Um, and I invited her to the final, um, you know, master at the post house, but she just couldn't make it. And then I was like, well, you know, of course we're going to have, you know, we'll be together at a festival. But then with the pandemic, it just, it hasn't worked out that way. Now, when I sent her the final film, she like, you know, called me crying. She's like, I've watched this like 13 times in a row. So that was really nice because she just really put in a heck of a day to hear that she was super excited about the final product. So that was great. Yeah. Okay. So how can, how can people watch um, your film? So I, as I understand it, you go to the KC Film Fest uh, website, you just search for Rest Epiphany or go to the Narrative Shorts program um and then you know click to watch the film so i think it's i mean it seems pretty easy 
<laughs> we're in a new world right now so but all like as we've all learned you know <laughs> your mileage may vary <laughs> if anybody has any questions for you how can they reach out so um we're sort of handling things through uh the my production company's facebook page party road productions um so yeah and i think there's some contact information associated with the film festival if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I'm happy to talk to anybody about the project. Okay, excellent. So what's next? What are you working on? You know, we're, uh, you know, happy to be still uh, supporting this project, but of course I'm developing some longer form projects all around kind of similar things of people overcoming unsurmountable odds. I just, for whatever reason, I'm, you know, drawn to those stories of finding serendipity in tragedy. Um, I just think it's, it's super important for people in general. And especially now, like, you know, I think it's a message that people really want, excuse me, want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that, um, I think we've all learned that, um, in the last year or so that we need those feel good stories. And, and, uh, and this is, this is one way to, to take that in and, and shorts are some of my favorites. Yeah, and this was, this was fantastic. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that. I'm I, I'm glad you watched the film. I'm glad you liked it. I mean, you know, I think, you know, there's a whole festival of people that feel this way. Like it is a her Herculean effort to get one of these movies made. And so, you know, all of us just really appreciate people spending the time and, you know, watching the film. And, you know, if you love it, uh, talk it up and, you know, share it with your friends and, and what have you. So thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And again, you can watch Rest Epiphany online if you just buy a pass for the KC Film Fest International. And it's just one of a dozen of like other shorts. Dozens of other shorts and, um, you know, uh, feature films and documentaries and documentary shorts. Like there are dozens of um, different um, movies you can watch from this and films. Um, and so it's really uh, another one that's going to be at this film festival is Bobby Joe Under the Influence, which is the movie we spoke about um, in our last episode, episode 195. Um, and it's about a woman um, from Kansas City who um, has overcome addiction and how she has worked to build a community in Kansas City to help others overcome addiction. It's very, very good, very um, heartwarming, amazing story. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend that. Um, and so you know, just go to uh, kcfilmfest.org. That's where you can find out the lineup. You can find uh, how to, and you can purchase tickets there and you can learn more about the film festival if you want to. So it's all online. And I was just looking through some of the other shorts. I mean, there are shorts as short as three minutes and 29 seconds. So there you, you cannot use an excuse that you do not have enough time. And it's just something you learn at some of these narrative shorts, the documentary shorts, they are, are fantastic i mean this is i mean just sometimes people think that they've watched everything they they can on some of the other streaming services right. well right here you cannot say that about right. the film fest exactly you know and there's just something for everybody and you know just uh, lots of different what i really do like about film festivals it gives you especially you know short documentaries and stuff you get to see so many perspectives and different lives and experiences and you know it's just it's just really neat so yeah i love original content i do too and again the film festival when that run that runs from right now through the 18th of april so online yeah 
yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And uh, and please reach out to us, interact with us, and uh, and if, if you have any suggestions on things you want us to talk about, or if you want to join our conversations, again, find us. Yeah, we're on Twitter and Facebook, a gal and a gay, um, and we have a website, a gal and a gay podcast.com. Um, yeah, so reach out to us. We love to talk about movies. And if you go to the film festival, if you want watching the f- films on the film festival, we'd love to hear your recommendations on them. So, yeah. I guess that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.